0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, April 14th. On this date in 1865, President Abraham Lincoln was shot and mortally wounded by actor John Wilkes Booth during a play the president was attending at Ford's Theater in Washington. He died early the next morning. Do you remember the name of that play on that tragic night? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's have a look at that forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center.
1: Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. We saw heavy rain early this morning. We'll likely dry out through late morning, and then a few isolated showers and storms will redevelop this afternoon with temperatures in the low 80s. So a very warm and muggy day with that isolated chance of a shower or storm as an area of low pressure moves through. Uh, But overall, we are looking at at least the most widespread rain chance that is over with. And then you will notice on future tracker again, an early storm before midnight for tonight. Temperatures back in the 60s and our forecast for Saturday. Look at these temperatures, low 80s, were dry. It's a very warm but pleasant day with the sunshine. There's your seven-day forecast, which shows we're in the 80s through the end of the weekend.
2: You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now,
3: let's get to your morning headlines. Documents show the Medical University of South Carolina has been fined after an investigation into the electrocution of one of its workers. According to OSHA, Jeremiah Wiggins was working on an electrical panel at the Strom Thurmond Research Building last year. While he was working on that panel, two of his co-workers say he suddenly fell to the floor. Wiggins was later pronounced dead at the scene due to the electrical shock. OSHA has issued MUSC-3 violations all relating to personal protective equipment and fined them $3,000. The OSHA inspection has not been closed and their website says this information could still change.
0: A fight in Colleton County sends a man to the hospital after he was attacked with a sword. Crews in Walterboro were called out to Chaplin Street just off Hampton Street near Pinckney Park around 11 o'clock last night. When they got there, Walterboro Police and the Colleton County Fire Rescue found a man profusely bleeding from his head. He was taken to the hospital, but Walterboro Police say they don't know his current condition. Officials say the victim got into a fight with someone when they, were, uh, when they had a samurai-style sword. Police tell us no arrests have been made yet, but an incident report shows a suspect has been identified and warrants will be issued.
3: Police are investigating after a teen was shot at a hotel in Mount Pleasant. Police say they were called to the Red Roof Inn on Johnny Dodds Boulevard Wednesday in reference to a person who had just been shot. They found the victim, a minor, laying on a bed with a pool of blood forming. He was taken to a hospital. We do not have an update on his current condition. Police say there were three other people in that room at the time. One of them, also a minor, was slapped with various gun charges.
0: North Charleston police need your help finding a missing 16-year-old. Akaya Washington was last seen last Friday. Police say she left home wearing a maroon Nickelodeon shirt. Police describe her as 5'3 with black hair and a scar on the left side of her face. If you have any information, call that number there on your screen.
3: The Charleston Hope Lodge has kicked off a campaign to raise money for some long-overdue renovations. The lodge is known as a home away from home for many cancer patients in the Lowcountry. They partner with hospitals in the area so cancer patients who live far away have a place to stay. Officials say the lodge was the first hospitality house in the country, and now they say it's time for an upgrade. Officials hope to raise $4 million to add outdoor refreshments, landscaping, and full kitchen and bathroom renovations. The campaign will go through the end of the year. You can find the details about how to donate on Live5News.com.
0: The South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind is getting some new STEAM upgrades. Students now have the chance to use new 3-D printers called Glowforge machines. They'll be able to learn more about math, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, or STEAM. They're coming up with designs to be printed. Officials say there has been a lot of trial and error with these new machines, but that's all part of the learning process if students' designs don't work out the first time. They just have to problem solve and adjust those designs. Looks pretty cool. Berkeley County residents, the county wants your feedback on its 2023 annual action plan.
3: The plan lays out how Berkeley County is going to spend more than $1.2 million that it's receiving from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. That's intended to help grow and develop the county.
0: Our Molly McBride tells us more about how the plan for how this money could be used.
1: The majority of the over $1.2 million community development block grant will be divided between nine nonprofits across Berkeley County. I got the chance to speak to one of them about what they plan on doing with their money.
2: You know, we're trying to make this as, as homey as we can for these women. You know, most of them that come to us, they either come from jail, they're homeless, they've lost everything because of drugs and alcohol.
1: Jackie Blackman with Change Lives Ministry says the organization has big plans to fix up their women's transitional house, where women can stay to get back onto their feet after graduating the drug and alcohol recovery program. He says they plan on redoing the outside of the house, adding a bedroom, fixing the surrounding fence, and building a sidewalk, connecting the transitional house with the women's facility. Blackman says he's happy for all nine of the awarded nonprofits because each one serves a unique need in Berkeley County. All nine nonprofits who've been awarded are on your screen. The county says the $1.2 million grant is meant to help develop a viable community and ensure Berkeley County has healthy growth. Between 2010 and 2022, the county's population has increased by more than 32% according to the U.S. Census Bureau. I spoke to Lee Shell Brown, the Berkeley County's grant specialist, who tells me the community and development block grants are meant to help nonprofits make improvements and upgrades.
0: So many people use nonprofits, and some nonprofits, you know, they don't have the resources always available. So this just gives them an opportunity to get the funding that they need.
1: The 30-day window for the public comment on the plan started yesterday. Shell Brown says anyone's welcome to view the plan at the Berkeley County Government Building. We also have the plan under this web story at live5news.com. Reporting in Berkeley County, Molly McBride, Live 5 News.
3: SC Housing is bringing back a program next week to pay back residents who give back to the community. The Palmetto Heroes program recognizes designated community service personnel who provide vital support to those around them. This year, the program will assist qualifying state teachers, nurses, paramedics, and more in achieving the dream of owning a home with down-payment assistance, as well as below-market-rate home loans. Available next Monday, the program will be a first-come, 1st serve basis. To learn more about the high-demand program, head to live5news.com and click on the big red box.
0: A bill that will make it harder for repeat offenders to get out on bond is now close to becoming law here in South Carolina. Governor Henry McMaster has called on lawmakers to do something to combat the, rise, the rising number of violent repeat offenders. Both the Senate and House have passed legislation to do this. However, their bills are different. The Senate's bill would see the initial bond revoked for people who commit a violent crime while out on bond for another violent offense. Then a new bond hearing would happen in circuit court and would make it harder for them to bond out if they kept reoffending.
2: Trafficking cocaine is a violent crime. So somebody that's out on bond for trafficking cocaine and gets arrested again for trafficking cocaine, they're selling a lot of dope. We need, we need to make sure those people are staying in jail and not distributing death.
0: The major difference in these two bills is the provision in the House's bill that would add five years to the offender's prison sentence if convicted of a violent crime while out on bond for another violent crime. Lawmakers from both groups will need to compromise before Governor McMaster can sign a bond reform bill into law.
3: More money coming to South Carolina to help fix bridges in rural parts of the state. It's all part of the Biden administration's Investing in America agenda. The state will receive $51.2 million to replace six bridges The bridges are in Union County, bordering Newberry and Fairfield counties, and they range in age from 68 to 100 years old. The South Carolina Department of Transportation estimates 13,000 vehicles cross these bridges each day commuting across South Carolina. Without the project, officials say these bridges will eventually close to traffic, forcing cars to find other routes. Well, if you're looking, if you and your family are looking for a fun and educational outing this weekend, then we've got just the thing for you. For
0: the first time since COVID-19, the Bee Expo is back. Tomorrow's event is hosted by the Charleston Area Beekeepers Association, as well as the Charleston Parks Conservancy.
3: Our Samantha Popovics joins us live in downtown. Samantha, what's the purpose of the Bee Expo?
2: Good morning, Charleston Area Beekeepers Association Director Brian Fahe says this expo is to stress the importance of bees in our everyday lives, saying every third bite of food we eat is pollinated by bees. Fahe says the Bee Expo not only celebrates the efforts of our local beekeepers and honeybees, but serves as a family-friendly educational event. If you attend, you will be able to learn about bees and products of the hives, such as wax, royal jelly, and honey. Fahe says you'll also get to be taught how to plant plants for pollinators and how to reduce the usage of chemicals while planting as well as how to handle bee swarms. He says we need to be doing everything we can to protect bees as well as other pollinators.
3: We're going to have education sessions where people can learn about bees not once again not only about European honeybees but Uh, our native bee species and other pollinators within the area there's going to be plenty of food trucks there's going to be vendors selling goods and and materials like that and we're going to have uh, cotton candy that is spun from honey.
2: Tomorrow's event will feature live music, local honey farms selling honey products, and natural made handmade crafts, food trucks, and educational activities for all ages, and says there will be a honey tasting event where people can bring their own honey to be judged in a taste contest. The event will be held at Brittlebank Park this Saturday from ten AM through three PM. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News.
0: At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1865, the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, was shot at Ford's Theater. Actor John Wilkes Booth shot the president while he watched a performance of a play called Our American Cousin. The shooting happened at about 10.15 that night. Lincoln was rushed to a boarding house across the street where he died at 7.22 the following morning. Before we wrap up another week, we want to wish a happy birthday to actor Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, who turns 63. Also, actor Anthony Michael Hall is 55. Actor Adrian Brody is 50. And actress Sarah Michelle Gellar is 46. Thanks for joining us for another week of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday.
2: Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7
3: from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.